2: Would you believe
0: it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q.
3: Coming live to you right now from the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The underground lounge is where I'm hanging out right now. Nice little bar setting. Got a nice got some folks at the at the bar right now playing some games, getting their drink on, preparing themselves for Monday night football. And Monday night football will be on the TVs here in the Underground Lounge. This is our second week in a row. Very excited about tonight's game. It should be uh, one of the better Monday Night Football games as the NFC East matchup, the Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. So that's going to go on these TVs a little bit later on this evening. Going to be here throughout the course of the game. Going to be here to give out the best seats in the house. Going to hook you up with some great up front, up close, and personal seats. Going to get you hooked up with some nachos for four. Going to get you hooked up with a couple couple of little pictures of beverages. Going to take care of you in a major way. Plus, we have some great prizes here on the table inside the Underground Lounge. And there's more prizes to come. That's what's so exciting is we're starting off the week giving you free stuff, hanging out with you, having a good time, finishing off week three of the NFL season. And, of course, we're here for the next couple hours on the show talking a lot of Raiders, talking a lot of 3-0 Raiders. Cannot say 3-0 Raiders. It's the first time you've been able to say that since 2002. Just want that to soak in for a minute. Since 2002, this is the first time you can see the Raiders have started off a season 3-0. Derek Carr has never started off a season 3-0 in his career. Think about that. Last night while sitting at the house after soaking in that game, and I I honestly, Raider Nation, I just kind of walked around Allegiant Stadium after the game a little bit before I headed back to the car in the media, session, in the media se- uh, section where we park at. Just kind of walked around and soaked it in, and just wanted to see what the what the fan base was talking about outside. Wanted to see what everyone was, how they were feeling after another roller coaster affair at Allegiant Stadium. Two up, two down. <laughs> Only seven more of those to go, right at Allegiant Stadium. Just never know how it's going to shake out, but the Raiders come out with the victory, get the overtime field goal by Daniel Carlson, who. I wanna say kind of made up for the extra point that he missed earlier in the game, but really you don't make up for missing extra point, but he still came through in the clutch, got the field goal, picked up the victory over over the Miami Dolphins and approved the three and zero. So I know Raider Nation, I've been hearing you sound off on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Hondo Carpenter this morning. Of course the JT the brick show had a lot of great calls. A lot of people fired up about the the performance of the Raiders. So I, I wanna know with you I wanna know from you. What's your biggest takeaways from the 31-28 victory? That happened on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Thoughts on what you saw? Thoughts on what you heard? I know John Gruden just met with the media just a little while ago. We played that live on JT the Brick Show. Thoughts on what you've heard from John Gruden and getting ready to turn the page on the the victory over Miami and start turning to the L.A. Chargers, the next team up on the schedule. You can only play the teams that are on your schedule, and the Raiders so far have played three opponents and got dubs over all three of them. So uh, big ups to the Raiders for that. They're finding ways to win. Doesn't matter if it's ugly. Doesn't matter if it's overtime. Doesn't matter if it shouldn't have been in overtime. Doesn't matter if you should never give up a fourth and twenty. Everything that happened bad that could have broke the team, they found a way to muscle through it and survive and win. And that's all it's ever about. It's so funny when I hear people, and I know everyone gets emotional. I mean, football is an emotional game, right? Sports, sports in general is, are emotional. But people get so fired up and get so mad about style points and, and you know, you, you won like this and you shouldn't have won like that. But then at the end of the day, everyone says the same motto, just win, baby. You know what I mean? Everyone says just win, baby, but then gets mad at just winning. You know, gets mad at the style that is won. Remember back in college when they had the BCS and and, and style points mattered? I guess similar to the college playoffs now, you really don't know what the criteria is. So I guess you have to have certain style points in college. But in the NFL, that's the beautiful thing about the NFL. You don't have to have style points. Power rankings be damned. I don't care about a power ranking. I don't care if they rank the Raiders 32nd every single week. I don't care. Those power rankings don't matter. Those power rankings are guys like Jeff that are sitting there just saying, you know what, I just want to kind of throw some stuff together. That's no disrespect. Jeff's a good dude. But, I mean, it's just someone's opinion. It's not really a big deal. So don't worry about power rankings. Don't worry about style points. Worry about the left column and the right column. The left column it's where W's at. Right column it's where the L's are at. And right now the Raiders have nothing in the right column. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We got some great guests coming up on today's show. I'm very excited about it again here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino preparing for Monday Night Football, the Cowboys and the Eagles coming up at 230 Former Raider great quarterback Jim Plunkett he joins the show following each and every game to break down what he saw saw another great performance from Derek Carr started off a little shaky, but he got it together and I'll tell you man there's something there's something about Derek Carr where he's just playing he's just playing free and loose he's just is his whole personality is just kind of seems like he's just playing free and loose and that's what you want and him being in the league as far, as long as he's been in the league now. 8 years. And he said it during the offseason, he said it during training camp, preseason. That he just has a different mindset. He's just going out there doing his handling his business. He really isn't trying to prove anything to anybody. I think that's the best approach to have. Just go out there and do you. And when the Raiders need Derek Carr to come through clutch, the one thing he's done is come through clutch. So, we'll hear from Jim Plunkett coming up at 2:30. Very excited about that conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. At 3 o'clock, I'm expecting my guy Zachariah, who used to do, a lot of folks probably know him, used to do radio in the Bay at uh, 95.7 The Game. It's funny, I actually used to jump in studio with him or jump on the radio show with him uh, to talk Raiders when he was there at that radio station. He was in town with some family. They're all Miami Dolphins fans, but he was at Allegiant Stadium yesterday. I actually got to hang out with him for a few minutes on Saturday as well. Uh, he's going to stop by here. He's going to be here at the Oyo. He's going to come hang out. Drop a jump on the headset. This is uh, this is a guest that Jeff actually approves. Funniest thing about Jeff, he's cooler than the other side of the pillow, right? But randomly, and this is just me because I'm just random at times, someone will walk by and I'll be like, hey, jump on the headset real quick. And Jeff's like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Something something bad is about to happen here. <laughs> and that's his job. That's his job. He's supposed to make sure that I stay in line. It's just keeping me in line. And sometimes it's not very easy. So, this is a guest that, that Jeff will approve of. So Zachariah is supposed to stop by around 3 o'clock, talk about what he uh, saw yesterday from the game, what he felt being in Allegiant Stadium, uh, a guy that spent a lot of time at Raider games at the Coliseum for many years. Uh, he's going to stop by at 3 o'clock to talk about that Raiders victory over the Miami Dolphins. Then uh, coming up at 3.15, I actually was out at the at the high school showcase game of the week on Friday. Green Valley and, uh, and basic high. And Green Valley came away with the victory of the Henderson Bowl. Uh, and, and former Raider defensive end James Harris was out there. So I had a few minutes to catch up with him. So I'm scheduled. or well, you'll hear that conversation. I believe you'll hear that conversation at 315. Now, you know how things go. Sometimes, you know, sometimes things get a little squirrely and we change plans on the fly. But we're scheduled to hear that conversation I had with James coming up at 315. And then at 330, how about baseball? you want to turn our attention to baseball for a quick minute. Tim Neverett. Dodgers play-by-play, used to be right here in Las Vegas doing play-by-play. He's uh, he's, the, he's the radio play-by-play and TV play-by-play guy for the Dodgers, who, by the way, are in a dogfight right now in the NL West with the Giants. Two teams got the best two records in, in baseball, and they're in the same division. How does that happen? How does that happen? Both teams have over 100 wins, or at least 100 wins, and they're jockeying for a position. Every other division is just about one. If you get 90 wins, <laughs> these cats are over 100. It's incredible. He's doing a book signing today at the Las Vegas Ballpark, so I definitely wanted to help promote that. It's a book signing about the Dodgers winning the 2020 World Series in a COVID year. Crazy, strange year. Something that we had never seen, something that we hope we never see again. But uh, he's going to join us at 3.30 to talk about the book signing, talk about the book, talk about the race between the Dodgers and the the Giants. And I know there's a lot of Giants fans, including Mama Q. She's a huge Giants fan. I know there's a lot of Dodgers fans here. And we all know that those two – Two entities don't go together. <laughs> we all know that Giants fans and Dodgers fans ain't hanging out together and breaking bread. But here on the show, we'll definitely hear from Tim. So I'm excited about that. And of course, Raider Nation, you know each and every show. Anytime that I'm on the airwaves, anytime JT's on the airwaves, anytime the morning tailgate's on the airwaves, or Vinny Bonsignor who comes up after us from 4 to 6 p.m., we always want to hear from you. You are the most important part of the show. 702 365 9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. You can chime in at any point of the show. And of course, we have the Sam and Ash text line. Always wide open like some old school TV antennas. 69187, keyword R&R. It's funny, I was hanging out on Saturday and someone told me, Q, you know, there's some folks that are so young, we don't even know what old school TV antennas are. And I said, well, that's a good thing for you. That's a good thing for you because I used to have to. Try to adjust them bunny ears to try to get that T V to look right. And it's funny, no joke, at at the radio station, we have a radio. It's in my office and I like to tune in and listen to the radio at times. And we got some old school basically T V antennas, but they're they're those bunny ears that I try to listen to and try to tune in and man, it is awful. It is the worst thing ever. So I understand. if you never had to use the money ears for your tv good for you but uh yeah raider nation we definitely want to hear from you throughout the course of the show 702-365-9200 my man damon has already let me know that the phone line is blowing up and damon who'd you say we have up first on the phone we got the raider witch doctor all right raider witch doctor what's on your mind this afternoon welcome to the show
4: hey what's happening too uh i just wanted to iterate off of uh what i've been saying. the Death Star defense rises again, and uh, they've been doing things, and it was a really, really good game yesterday. I uh, loved the, the the tackling after the 14 points that we handicapped them. Uh, they, they stepped up. That defense stepped up. The one-man tackling was cool. Yards after the catch for the other team was uncool. Uh, I loved the tackling.
5: It was cool. Everything
3: was cool. All right, man. All right. Good call, my man. Everything is cool. And I'll tell you, when you talk about tackling, how about Nate Hobbs? How about Nate Hobbs, Raider Nation? You want to talk about a dude who just stepped in and played a major role. I mean, this guy is a rookie, fifth-round pick, and he's just stepped up and taken any challenge. And I know he's not making – you know, interceptions or causing fumbles or getting sacks and all these big splash plays that everyone looks for. But open field tackling is a big deal. It is a big, big deal. And Nate Hobbs is doing it to perfection. You know Jalen Waddell is an absolute stud. He's an absolute stud for a wide receiver. Miami Dolphins drafted him in the first round. He had 12 catches, 12 on Sunday. He only had 58 yards. I'm not a mathematician, but I could tell you that that's not very many yards per catch. I could also tell you that the way to stop him from getting a lot of yards after the catch is by getting him to the ground and having a short tackle. And that's what Nate Hobbs was able to do. That's what Casey Hayward was able to do. That's what these guys have been able to do. They've been coming in, and, yeah, they may allow a catch, but they're getting them to the ground with very minimal damage. If you have 12 catches – You sure should have more than 58 yards. I'm just saying. Again, I'm not a mathematician, but I can tell you that's not very many yards per catch. So, good call, my man. Good call. appreciate you. 214 is the time. 702-365-9200 is the number. Demont, who do we have up next? Lamar. Lamont? Lamar. Lamar, like Lamar Jackson. We got Lamar on the phone. What's up, Lamar? What's on your mind this afternoon?
6: Uh, Hey, how you doing today, Q?
3: Chilling, man, chilling.
6: Nice. Yeah, so uh, I have a friend that I talk to uh, on a daily basis uh, with about the Raiders as well as a multiple people online. I'm just curious about the the negativity today. Uh, It seems like a lot of people are expecting this thing to be flawless uh, in a lot of areas that they aren't. Um, Like I I, I was talking to my friend, I was asking him, I was going down the the offensive line, how many sacks were you expecting uh, per individual? And he was... Naming off like John Simpson, uh, two sacks, and uh, uh a Maybe three sacks if he's under. This is a little um, out of the realm. I think your, your expectations are, are way out there. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on uh, is uh, Marcus Mariota as our backup quarterback. Um, he's been injured since he's been with the Raiders. He All hasn't right. uh, done too much while he actually has been on the field. I wasn't too impressed with what he did with the Chargers or against the Chargers last year, um, and I wasn't uh, too impressed, uh, I guess, with his uh, ability not to be on the field. I right. think uh, if we could find a way to move on from him before the end of the season and roll with Nathan Peterman and try to package him for some type of asset, whether it's a late-round pick or anything, I think that's the best way to go. And as well, just the last thing, uh, Zachariah, I can't wait to hear you and Zachariah on the radio later on. Uh, Chris Townsend and Zachariah, It's the reason why I fell in love with sports radio in the first place. Have a great day, you.
3: All right, great call, my man. Great call. Thank you so much. And, yeah, Zachariah is a good dude, and it's funny how life just comes full circle. He used to call me and hit me up and say, Q, you know, you want to jump on my radio show for 10, 15 minutes. And I'll tell you, without going into a deep dive into my whole history, uh, I'm a dude at one point in my life that was starving just to get on the radio and, and be heard by anybody. And so anytime he hit me up, I always appreciated it. I made sure that I had time for him. So when he's in town, it only made sense that I have him on the radio as well. You know, return the favor, and so he's a really good dude. So I can't wait till he gets here uh, to the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, and spend a few minutes with me. And like I said, it might end up going a little bit longer than even 15 minutes. So uh, that's why you got to be a little flexible in the three o'clock hour. But yeah, he's a good dude, and he'll be here. Uh, You know, as far as the negativity, you know, I'm I'm with you on it. You know, and there's there's certain things that okay are obvious. You know, one thing that I pointed out, I was sitting next to Clay Baker in the in the press box on on Sunday. And I I pointed it out about the high snaps from Andre James. That can't happen. And this was well before the ball went over Derek Carr's head. And I kept saying, hey, uh, that ball is getting snapped too high, and Derek's jumping to get it. Well, that throws off the timing of the play. And then all of a sudden the ball snapped over his head, and Derek did a great job of getting it and getting rid of the ball. And I thought he did a good job of actually getting the ball out into the flats where it wasn't going to be called intentional grounding. Now it was, but – I thought he did a good job. He made, you know, he tried to make lemonades out of lemons, and he did the best job he could. But that that ball cannot continue to be snapped high. It can't. So I understand being critical, and I understand taking some parts of the game and saying, this can't happen, this can't happen, this shouldn't happen, this needs to be cleaned up. Again, you're in week three of a 17 game season, 18 weeks, 17 games. You are not going to be a, a, a well oiled machine right now. You're just not. The offensive line is not going to be a well-oiled machine. Right now, they're doing the very best they can with what they have. I've seen a lot of people talk about Andre James is a bust, Andre James this and that. Look, you're three games in. Does it need to improve? Hell yes. Does he have the ability to get better? I'm sure he does. But they're still winning despite the flaws that you see. I can see the flaws. But right now, the Raiders are doing a good job putting a little bit of makeup on it, putting a little bit of makeup on, just covering up a little bit. You know, back in the day when when you had, like, a hickey on your neck and you had to cover it up with, like, a jacket so when you walked in the house you didn't get in trouble? I mean, I never did, but I'm just I'm assuming that that was cats like, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my guy Jeff. Jeff's like, yep. Jeff's sitting here right next to me like, man, that was me all the time. <laughs> He's rolling his collar up right now. He's like, that was me all the time. You know, you just, sometimes you just got to cover something up. You just got to, you know, you just got to find a way to make up for it, make up for that little issue. There's a lot of things that the Raiders still need to clean up. They need to finish stronger. Shouldn't have gone to overtime. I, I, can, I can tell you that. But I had someone call me and tell me that that was a bad win. And I'm sorry, my friends. There's no such thing in my book as a bad win. There just isn't. There's bad losses. If they had lost that game, that would have been a bad loss. I can promise you that but I'll never say that a win is a bad win because in week 12, you won't care that they had to go to overtime to beat the Dolphins. That is, by the way, a damn good team. And Jacoby Brissett has been a starter in the league at some point. It's not like he's just some scrub that came in off the bench. <laughs> I mean, he's a dude that had all week to prepare. He's a dude that we said on this very show was not going to be easy. Said it so many times, and I heard so many people even up to kickoff. Oh, man, they Raiders are gonna run through these guys. Man, this defense is solid. They've played three really tough defenses to start the season, and they got another tough one coming up. Chargers ain't gonna be easy. It's another home game, like my man Gangster Raider always likes to say. It's another home game because, well, LA, we know that the Raider Raider Nation is gonna show up in a major way, but it's it's gonna be a tough out. I heard JT talking about it. He had more confidence the Raiders were gonna beat Pittsburgh than he does in this game. And I understand why. All his all his reasons why were very valid. Very valid. Man, got a lot of good text messages coming through on the Ash text line, 69187, keyword r We'll get to those in a few minutes. Do we have one more call to go to, tomorrow before we take a quick break? Oh, yeah, the phones are lighting up. We've got a bunch, but for right now, we got El Paso Raider. Okay, El Paso Raider, the Lone Star State. What's up, brother? What's on your mind this afternoon?
0: What's happening, Cute? What's happening, man? God bless, man. You know, I've been following you for the longest time, bro. you Yes, sir. And your grind your is real, man, and, and great things happen to great people, brother, and you're one of them for sure, man. Thank you. Hey, so uh, I, my my quick thoughts on the game, you know, I, on the Raiders basically, you know, it's uh, the Raiders are 3-0, man. Like you said, there's no such thing as an ugly win, man. I'll take them how it comes because, you know, it's hard to get them. Yep. It's hard to get them. It, it doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish. Right. You know, there is a lot of things to clean up. Now, how's it, when was the last time we had a defense when we could say we had Right. The
3: scary
0: part about it is that
3: these young, better once get we. Uh oh, we're starting to lose them. Oh man, I think El Paso just kicked in. <laughs> I think El Paso just kicked in on the phone line. Did we lose them, Devon? T- did we lose them on? He's getting no, no, no. He's there. Uh, you know, sometimes I gotta just see. I gotta see. El Paso, ready? You still there, right? Yes, sir. I'm. Okay, sure there you, you go. Go ahead, brother. Okay, no, I'm sorry about that. But
0: yeah, look. Uh, I think the Raiders are for real. We got a lot of things to clean up. Uh, I like the way that John Gruden went for it on fourth and one, even though we didn't get it done. But you know what? That, that's showing that he's he's trusting his team. And this mm-hmm. conservative ways, he's gonna lose it, man. He's gonna, he's gonna trust his team and he's gonna go for it. And I like that. I like the aggressive nature of this team. This team is, has no give up and go Raiders. But you bring on the Powerpuff Girls, the LA Powerpuff <laughs> Girls, bring on the the Denver Donkeys and bring on the K, the KC Queens. Take off the end and put an F. Keep the rest.
3: <laughs> Raiders! There he goes, El Paso Raider, man. I got to get out to El Paso. It's a beautiful city. Eh? I've been there one time. It's a beautiful city. Uh, the wife's got a family there, and so uh, that we got to get out there and hang out one time. When I do, I'm going to look you up, my man. But thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. You know, uh, that's something that I had not even touched on yet is the going for it from the 34-yard line, from your own 34-yard line, a fourth and one, and, and El Paso Raiders right. John Gruden didn't get it. The Raiders didn't pick it up. But to have the confidence to even go for it, that shows you that he believes on the defensive side of the ball, that even if they don't get it, they're going to hold up. Now, that, okay, now they didn't, but they, you know, they still gave up a touchdown, but it just showed that he had confidence. And for years, John Green's been back now. This is his fourth season back on the sidelines, and I've heard nothing but Raider fans say, John Gruden needs to go for it. John Gruden needs to go for it. John Gruden needs to go for it more often. Show his team that he has confidence in him. Okay, well, he did. What he called, fourth and one, go for it from his own 34. That took big stones. That took some big old rocks. And, of course, he didn't get it. That's fine. Team was in a 14-0 hole, but the team didn't quit. As he said, the fans didn't quit. Raider Nation was still loud and proud at the, uh, at the Allegiant Stadium, even though there was a lot of Dolphin fans there as well. Dolphin fans represented, but man, it, it got loud for the Raider Nation. Raider Nation did a great job. But I, I, was, I was impressed that he went for it, and I see him taking more shots, taking more chances, you know, getting more aggressive with the play calling, taking more deep shots, because he believes that if they do make a mistake, they can rely on that defense to get the ball back. One more call before we get to Former Raider great quarterback Jim Plunkett here on the phone lines. Uh, we want to talk to my man, Raider Reggie. What's on your mind, Raider Reggie? You, what's up
1: with you, man?
3: What's up, Doc?
1: Hey, hey I, I apologize that I didn't get to see y'all in J-Lot. My dudes told me y'all, some of y'all must have came through because they said we was looking for you.
6: <laughs> but
1: I, I got sideswiped my family came in from chicago and they were here for the stepping event all weekend i'm like look i ain't got time for stepping unless you step into the legion stadium so <laughs> I, I had to get going after a while but bro i just wanted to say this man all the negativity from a, a fan standpoint We got to at least take this one in for today. This is Victory Monday, man. You can't bring up nothing but praise the Lord that we won that game. Ugly or not, it's a win, that W, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And look, Gruden, Mayock, all the staff, all I can say is this. For what they did after we had all the injuries that we have had, it's astounding to me. We would never be able to say last year this would be a 3-0 and team with the defense situation that we had. No way. So all I'm saying, man, right now is runners! we 3-0. and Love on it. Love on it. Enjoy this, man. Dang, people just find a way to see the negativity. It was the same way in the Bay when the Doves started winning. It was always a, a negative vibe. I'm like, man, do you see history happening here? You you live in history right now. Enjoy it.
6: Right. And when we
1: lose, come support them and help them get back up. Don't start just throwing eggs on your team just because they take a loss. It's going to happen. Come out and support, man. do what you got to do to show that you are a true Raider fan. Raider Nation, till I die, boy, hey, you part of the nation, boy. You know that, right? You part of the nation one time. Yes, sir. And my yes, man in the back, man, I got so much love for him. Every time I listen to the show, I think about that stuff that could be going on, all the little. Uh, problems that might come up with a call or getting connected, that boy back there working, <laughs> I got nothing but love for him. But right on, Q, man. Keep doing what you do, man. I appreciate you for what you're doing. And, and let's just keep going. we three and 0 right now. Let's enjoy that for now, and we'll get focused on the Chargers, and let's hope we go 1-0 and next week.
3: There you go. Good call. Good call. Raider Ridge right there hitting us up, uh, letting us know how he's feeling, man. And I, I appreciate that. And, again, man, I'm right there with Raider Ridge. Appreciate it. Realize that you have stuff to work on. Realize that the team has to do some things. And I know that, that John Gruden and the team realizes that. They got plenty to clean up. He says that. He makes no bones about that. But they'd rather be sitting at 3-0 and with stuff to clean up than sitting at 0-3 with stuff to clean up. Simple as that. 2.27 is the time when we come back. Jim Plunkett, former Raider great quarterback, will join us on the phone lines to talk about what he saw from the 31-28 victory Raiders over the Dolphins. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on
3: Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm
1: going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's
3: your boy, Q. All right, well, this is how we do with live radio as we're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're uh, inside the Underground Lounge. Definitely want you to come on by and hang out for Monday Night Football. The Cowboys take on the Eagles, so we're going to be here long after the show is over, just preparing ourselves, and we're going to be giving out the best seat in the house. I'm sure you're saying, what is that, Q? The best seat in the house is up here, you know, front row, right up close, personal next to the TVs here. You can bring your buddies. matter of fact, I suggest maybe four because we're going to get you hooked up with uh, nachos for four, Big old plates of nachos, man. We're gonna get you hooked up with a a, a nacho platter for basically four. Couple different pitchers of beverages of your option. So uh, definitely come by and enjoy that. Plus, we got a bunch of prizes on the table. Raider Nation Radio T-shirts, got some koozies, got some cups. We got some uh, some beads, a little Mardi Gras action, but Raider style modello, Got some shades. Got everything for you. So come on by and hang out. We're gonna be here for quite a while now. That's the good news. The bad news is we're not going to get Jim Plunkett to call today. <laughs> so this is how live radio happens. Sometimes things happen. So life happens, uh, and I guess we got our wires crossed with uh, Jim Plunkett today. So no worries. We'll get him on tomorrow's show to give us a recap of what he saw. But that, that'll, that'll be for tomorrow's show. So Raider Nation, we still have plenty of time for you to hit us up on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200 and let us know exactly what you saw, what you feel, Well, your biggest takeaway was from the 31-28 victory over the Miami Dolphins. And coming up in a little while, my guy Zachariah used to be on the airwaves in the Bay, 95-7 the game. He's already made his way here to the underground Lounge, so you'll definitely be hearing from him in just a little bit. Uh, But we do have to go out to the the Raider Nation listener line because DeMond is in the studio being – he's being angry. He's being angry today and saying that we got a lot of callers, so I need to get to him. So who's up first, DeMond? We got Raider Reptile. Raider Reptile. All right, we're getting creative with these names. What's on your mind, my man? What's going on, Q? Chilling. Man,
5: I finally made it to Legion, man, and let me tell you, that place was wow. <laughs> God, for me as a fan, I'm a season ticket holder back here in Oakland. To go to that stadium from there is just night and day, man. I always love my Oakland, you know, Coliseum, but man, that was the Death Star. That was the experience that I was looking forward to, man. Um,. Uh, in regards to the game, you know, one thing that I like about this team, man, is uh, it's kind of funny. The last few years, I would say we were always the team that started out early. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we always played our good ball the first and second quarter. It was the third and fourth where we were, like, biting our fingernails. I, I feel like it is complete opposite now. It's kind of funny. We were, like, first, second quarter, like, don't trip. The second half is coming. Whereas it's always been reversed, it's kind of crazy how that works. Uh, right. But but man, I, I mean, a win's a win. Uh, you know, I, a lot of guys are stepping up, and I read a stat today, man, where we got four receivers on pace for a thousand yards. I don't know if you've seen that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw four. that. Yep. Yeah,
5: I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's crazy distribution. We got we got uh, uh, magic, man, and Derek Carr, magic Distributed, my man. I mean, he's going to everybody. And that's what we need. My only concern was, because it was very controllable, I heard you guys talk about it, was that fourth call, that fourth down call that Gruden made. I see your guys' point from that perspective. This is how I look at it, though. you got a defense, John Gruden. If we were talking last year, the year before, I'm going for it on fourth down, especially if it's against a team where I'm worried about our defense. But that was not the case. Right. And that 14 point doesn't show us no justice. I mean, they weren't doing <laughs> –
3: Nope. <laughs> did you catch that one in time, Damon? Yep, I sure did. But we don't have time for that. You <laughs> know the rules of radio callers. Curse words get you taken off immediately. New rule. Boom. There you go. Not a new rule, but thank you for catching that. Good stuff. Good stuff on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's. Uh, I, I will say again. Uh, you know, it, it's it's good to to be three and zero. It's good to feel good about yourself with the understanding that there's still work to be done. There's still uh, a lot of areas to clean up. The offensive line's got to do a lot more work. I'll tell you this, Peyton Barber gets that fourth and one if the offensive line, Andre James, just got thrown to the side. I mean, he just got manhandled on that fourth and one call. He, he picks it up if he doesn't get manhandled. He never stood a chance. I mean, the Dolphins were in the backfield before the, the ball was in Peyton Barber's hands. He never stood a chance on that play. Uh, it's so funny, I talked about... Week one or following the week one game against Baltimore, I talked about I don't like the Derek Carr sneak. I was actually sitting in the press box thinking, let Derek Carr sneak it. <laughs> he's, he's done a good job with it. You know, I've completely changed my mind on that one. So, but, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's still some things to clean up, obviously. Uh, you're not going to be uh, a perfect unit in week three. And if you are, there's a problem. If you are a perfect unit in week three, most likely you're not going to be perfect down the stretch. I mean, really not. You know, I mean, you can get off to a great start, but like you mentioned, it's not about how you start; it's how you finish. So the Raiders have gotten off to a great start, three and zero. They need to just keep it up now. Now they gotta they gotta continue to get things worked out. All their areas are issue. Again, to me, one of the biggest areas of issue is is the snap. The snap has got to get better. That's one of the biggest takeaways I had from that game is that that snap cannot consistently make Derek Carr jump. It may look like a little thing, and this is one of the reasons I was really excited to have Jim Plunkett on today, was to ask him about the timing of a play. In John Gruden's offense, it's about being in a certain spot at a certain time. Everything's got to click, click, click at the right time. And even with Derek Carr just having to jump just a little bit to get that, that throws off a run play, that throws off a passing play. I mean, just timing is everything. And that that was just, in the first half especially, it was really bad. I don't know what they did in the locker room at halftime to adjust that because it was a lot better in the second half. I don't know if the paint was changed on the walls, if you know what I mean. I don't know if some tables were flipped over. I don't know what it was, but something changed from halftime to the second half where, like John Gruden said, the execution was a lot better. So thank you so much for that call. Uh, Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. I know we got a lot of patient Raider fans. Damon, who's up next? Raider Mike. Raider Mike, my guy, what's on your mind? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's up, brother, man? Chilling, man, chilling. Anyway, did, did you have a
5: defibrillator next to you during that game?
3: Nah, I mean, nah, man. I was calm, cool, <laughs> and collective, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> at, least I I, at least I appeared to be. <laughs> in, the, I wasn't. in the press box, you got to act Dude, like you're I, cool, I'm, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100 miles from Miami
4: and 110 from Tampa. So I'm in the heart of hell. As far as a Raider fan right now, I won't be back in Vegas for about five weeks. But anyway, what this game taught me is DC full on field general. He didn't he didn't sweat a bit. He just nice. shook his head and he went, "All right, idiots, you're gonna keep making mistakes. or are we gonna win this game?" And uh, Gruden and I'm sure Gus tore their heads off at halftime, and it showed. I mean, Miami, we have beaten three playoff teams. First time in history that a team has beaten ten win teams in history. I mean, we that that means it's a historical season
3: right. already. Right.
4: Three games in, bro. Oh, I'm knowing. If you aren't pumped about this team, you're insane. <laughs> we have the horses, but we have young horses that need to be trained. Andre James, Jesus, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> are you just killing me, bro? Killing me. <laughs> Makes right. me miss Rod, but I think he'll swing it back. We wouldn't have done the deal with Rodney unless he, he he's capable of doing that, so and we are
5: three and up
3: oh. right Did you cut him, yeah, yeah, cut him, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you're quick on the trigger today, brother,
6: yeah I was just <laughs>
3: And I will say, the, the Miami Dolphins didn't make the playoffs last year, but I know what you're saying because they were a 10-win win team. They just were a 10-win team that didn't make the playoffs. But there was a stat out there, and it's so funny. Uh, everyone talks about Josh DeBeau from the AP who puts out every negative stat you could ever find. But funniest thing about it is the Raiders are 3-0, and and every stat he has is positive. And I'm not defending them, but you start winning games, you're going to get positive stats. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom bottom line. When you start losing a bunch of games and you lose games that you're not supposed to be losing, all of a sudden the the negative stats start popping back up. But uh, he put out that stat uh, that you were talking about, Raider Mike, and I can't find it right now. But basically, oh, here it goes. Uh, The Raiders were the 38th team to open up the season with three straight games against teams that won 10-plus games the previous season. They are the only one to win all three. I know that's something that Brent Musburger, he uh, he actually referenced that during the game as well. Uh, That's a big deal. It really is. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I like to take every, every week, week by week, game by game. Don't like to look too far ahead. Don't want to get super excited about, you know, what's going on now. And, of course, Raider Nation, you know, you've been there, done that. You know, felt like there was times where, oh, here you go, this team is definitely going to the playoffs, and then all of a sudden the bottom falls out. So, you know, everyone I think has been pretty – I think they've been trained pretty well to take everything with a grain of salt. There's some that I know are – screaming super bowl i actually had a packer fan last night tweet at me it's a central texas dude tweeted at me and said uh q i'll see you in the at at the super bowl i was like dog it's three weeks into the season oh i know but the packers and raiders that's happening in the super Bowl. well i'm glad you're saying that you ain't gonna catch me in that conversation september 27th i'm talking about the super bowl (laughs) there's a trip to sofi coming up but it ain't the super bowl it's this week against the chargers don't get too excited, man. I, I, I get it, though. I get it. It's, it's a fun time. It's, it's, it's a lot more fun than talking about an 0-3 start, right? So I, I, I could definitely appreciate that. I did want to hit up a couple text messages, and DeMond will get back to the phone lines in a quick second. But the text line is always wide open at 69187, keyword RNR. Got to love the win, but I can't wait to see the Raiders play when all three phases of the game are clicking. And I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways I had from the game last night. John Gruden said it in the post-game media session. We haven't played a complete game yet. Haven't played a, a good game yet. Derek Carr said it. We haven't played our best football yet. Hell, Daniel Carlson missed the extra point. When does Daniel Carlson miss? I mean, you know, I, I feel spoiled because Daniel Carlson's been money all season long. Then he misses an extra point. And it comes back, and I had a guy, uh, this dude John, tweeted at me as soon as it happened. I hope they don't come back to bite us in the butt. Well, extra points matter everything matters every little point and you got to give miami a lot of credit they could have folded a thousand times on fourth and 20 there's a lot of teams with loser mentalities that would have just mailed it in would have just mailed it it's fourth and 20 we're up against our own our own end zone it's a wrap let's just do a check down and hope for the best jacoby Brissett said damn that i'm trying and i'm gonna hit my tight end for 27 yards unbelievable But they didn't quit. Brian Flores, that's one thing I can say about Brian Flores. He ain't going to have no team that quits. He's a better coach than that. And, again, Miami's a team that came off ten wins a season ago. So, yeah, going into the game, I thought there was no doubt the Raiders should win this game. I said it multiple times. I said they should win by – it's so funny. First week, they should win by three. They won by six. Second week, they should win by three. They won by nine. So I go out on a limb this week and say they're going to win by seven. They win by three. I can't win for losing. But – it is what it is. I'll take it. I, I don't mind being wrong and still being right at the same damn time. The team is still 3-0. But that's a that's a tough bunch, man. Byron Jones is no joke. Xavier Howard is no joke. That defensive line is no joke. I mean, those guys can get after it. And the way that the way that John Gruden was designing plays to get Henry Ruggs involved and, and free him up a little bit. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. He had he had Xavier Howard shadowing him most of the game. But there were so many times he went in motion and then went back in motion and then went back in motion. And then all of a sudden the snap, and, and he curled up curled up the field a little bit for a little seven, eight yard out, turned into 11, 15, 18 yards. It was good. It was a great way to scheme to free up a guy from a DB that is like glue. Will stick to a cat. Like glue. 2:45 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're hanging out here, preparing for Monday Night Football. The Cowboys and the Eagles. Definitely come by here. We got all kind of prizes for you. We got all kind of food for you. Uh, Jeff's gonna find the, the waitress's name at one time or the bartender's name at one time. What was your name, young lady? Dawn? Okay, thank you. Dawn is here to help you. You want to get hooked up with some drinks? She'll take good care of you. Please believe that. Come on by. Get taken care of. See, so yeah. Sometimes you just you know you gotta go and do it yourself. Jeff's always my go-to guy here, but Jeff's just kind of chilling. He's up here playing PlayStation or whatever he's got going on over Facebooking or swiping right. Well, he's doing something. <laughs> he's doing something over here. But we're having a good time. So come on by. We got all kinds of prizes for you. Plus we got the best seat in the house hookup. up. We're gonna get you hooked up with a great spot in the in the lounge to watch the game. We're gonna get you hooked up with some food. We're gonna get you hooked up with some drinks. We're just going to get you taken care of because that's what we do. 2.45 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness on radio Nation Radio 920. There's a
5: lot of people making
3: statements that are just ridiculous. Casey, okay, so when you first signed with the team, there was a lot of critics and naysayers. I'm not sure how much you pay attention to the media, but a lot of people said that even after all of your success, you might have been past your prime. But so far this year, you've been proving that you're still one of the best corners in the league. I
2: don't I ain't even know they said that.
6: So. <laughs> I didn't know they said that, but...
4: Casey
0: Hayward was all over it. Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. You
3: just heard right there, Casey Hayward, Raiders defensive back. He's the one that got the safety on Jalen Waddell. He was asked after the game about being a little bit past his prime. I think that's how Levi worded it. A little past his prime. People said that he uh, he didn't have the goods after last year. And you heard him right there say, I didn't even know anyone said that. But Casey Hayward's been a really good addition to the Raiders' defense. I'm telling you, all the veterans that they brought in that are Gus Bradley guys have been really good additions, talking about Casey Hayward, talking about Denzel Perriman, talking about Yannick Ngakwe, talking about anybody who's played for Gus Bradley that knows his scheme, K.J. Wright. I know he didn't get a lot of burn yesterday, but... He's been a, a, a great addition. Even Gerald McCoy, who wasn't a Gus Bradley guy, but even Gerald McCoy before he went down with the season-ending injury, he was a really good addition just because of veteran leadership and, and want and know-how. All those guys have been paying off in a major way for that Raiders defense to help in that Raiders defense. I want to talk about Trayvon Mullen at some point because I feel like, I feel like he's almost the new lightning rod conversation. I saw a lot of people, even people hit me up, a lot of people tweet at me, and I get so active on Twitter that that's why I reference Twitter all the time because people are always, it's just an easy way of communicating, and I realize it's a cesspool a lot of times. But for what our purpose is, is just communicating and, and, you know, passing along messages. I had a lot of people angry at Trayvon Mullen, and even some people called him trash and garbage, and I don't see that. I see a, a bad play here or a bad play there, but you showed me a, a a defensive back in the league that doesn't have a bad play here a bad play there or get burned here or get burned there. The Raiders just played Xavier Howard. He's one of the best. Hunter Renfro gave him the business. <laughs> Hunter Renfro got on top of his helmet. You know what I mean? Like, he really gave him the business. So everybody has a bad play. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the Trayvon Mullen bashing. I think he's stepped up and played a really good ball. And when he goes out, I get nervous. i much rather see Trayvon Mullen in the game than Damon Arnett at this point. And that's just the reality of it. Damon Arnett comes in, he's a, he's a liability right now. It's not being ugly. It's not me being disrespectful. It's me being honest. It's a liability right now. Two-point conversion happened at the end of the game. Who was the defensive back that was trailing the play? I'll wait. Just Just saying. Quick little roster updates and then we'll get back to the phone lines. The Raiders released running back Trey Regis. Uh Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle said that there's an expectation running back Jalen Richard will practice this week for the Raiders. He hasn't played all season. He's been on the on, on the shelf with a foot injury. He's had a bad he's had a bad whole 2021 so far. He had COVID. He had a foot injury. Hasn't been able to participate. But there's expectations that he should be able to come back. In uh, uh, in practice this week, so that makes the the move to release Trey Regus. it makes a lot more sense. Plus Peyton Barber, he did the damn thing on Sunday, 111 yards rushing, and especially at the end of the game, and those those rushing yards that they needed at the end, they really needed at the end. And this is the second week in a row. I know he didn't have big time numbers in Week Two against the Steelers, but when they were trying to assault the way that that game and, and and run a little bit of clock, he was able to pick up a couple key first downs. So Peyton Barber. Dude's only been with the team three weeks. <laughs> he's already the starting running back, and he's salting away games, so you got to give him a lot of props for that. Let's hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick. Talk to our guy Marvin right here in Vegas. What's on your not, on your mind, Marvin?
2: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for accepting my call. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, I have a few things that I want to talk about. Number one, um, the Trayvon Mullen thing, Hey, that cornerback position is like, to me, it's the second hardest position on the field outside because the quarterback is number one. Now, okay. if you at the cornerback, you out there by yourself on that island. So that, that past interference, he, you know, he, he probably should have trusted his safety, but he didn't. We, we recovered from it. We all right. Um, I think we should start hitting, hitting teams with a, a first down, first and 10 bomb. That way they can move back a little bit because those defenses are playing kind of up on that line, and they're not respecting our speed, you know. And um, our open field tackles was was really good. Our open field tackles were big yesterday. And then uh, let's see here. The play call in uh, uh, on one of our uh, – the last drive when we was trying to run off the clock, Yeah, we, we got to get away from some of those run plays. If you want to run, line up in a shotgun and run a draw, you know. Run a draw, you know, a misdirection draw. Do something, but lining up in the eye formation, all ah, right, that defense is going to be ready for us. And my last, my last thing is, uh, when we when we get a good uh, a big play downfield, that defensive line is tired. Let's hurry up and get to the ball because we keeping our receivers in. So let's hurry up and get on the ball and let's not let them get those fresh legs in because they did that a lot yesterday. They was getting in three and four guys, you know, after we get a big play. We need to just hurry up and get on the ball and, and, and run that offense, you know. And that's all, all right. I have to say. I, I appreciate you accepting my call, brother.
3: Thank you, Q. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's Marvin in Vegas. I love the passion, man. I do. I love the passion. I love the energy. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's some, some things to it. I, I think that there was multiple reasons why Carr was under center. Uh, when they were trying to run the rock, and, and I referenced all the bad snaps that were going on earlier. I almost wanted him to do that throughout the course of the game after those snaps were so bad. And that takes away from a lot of the offense. But, I mean, those snaps were so bad at, at, at one point in the game that I almost thought it was a better idea to be under center until they were able to f- figure things out. I've never been a fan of of trying to pick up short yardage and being in the shotgun, but I get it. You know what I mean? I, I get One of the things that drives me crazy, and, of course, I'm not a football coach, so it doesn't matter what I think, just my opinion. I don't like being at the at, at, at the game watching watching the team standing at the one yard line, trying to punch it in, and then they're in the shotgun. It just it just drives me crazy. It's one of those things. I feel like you're doing too much to get that one yard. But I get it. It's it's what we it's what we do. I don't have time for one more call. <laughs> Damon is not playing. Damon is like, nope. Ray and Modesto, I had you up next, man. Hold on. Just hold on a little bit. Uh Damon is gonna is gonna make me go to break real quick and that's that's my own fault. But we're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Having a good time talking about that Raiders victory, 31-28, improving to 3-0 on the season. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. We got my guy, Zachariah. He's in the building. He's standing here, sitting here next to us. Uh, We're going to talk about what he saw at the game as he was in attendance for the first time at Allegiant Stadium. So that's all coming up next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.